0: Hello! Welcome to episode 45 of the Chasing Bravery podcast. Today I am speaking with professional runner for Nike, Olympian and believer of sharing and engaging in the process, Kate Grace. In college, Kate went to Yale. Yeah, she's smart and fast, where she broke four school records, won six HEP championships, and was a four-time NCAA Division I Track and Field and Cross-Country All-American. Post-collegiate, Kate continued to train and race, competing in the 2012 Olympic Track and Field Trials, where she placed 20th in the 15. For the next four years, Kate continued to train and improve through bumps in the process. By 2016, she was ready to go, having improved her personal best in both the 1500 meters and the 800 meter, running a notable sub two-minute prior to the trials. That's for the 800. (laughs) For those of you who are track lovers, you know how the 2016 U.S. Olympic Track and Field Trials 800 meter final unfolded. Kate ran a strong, smart race, winning in a time of 1.59, 10. Unfortunately, the race behind her had ended in upset with multiple racers becoming caught in a fall. Kate handled the stamper on her win with grace and poise and went on to place eighth at the 2016 Olympics, the top American woman and running a PR to boot. Today, Kate trains with the Bowerman Track Club and is in pursuit of her second Olympic Games, which have been officially postponed until July of 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Kate and I discuss her feelings about this major shift in training and how she is processing and moving forward. We chat about how it's okay and normal to feel disappointed while still feeling 100% certain that postponing this major event is the right thing to do. It was a pleasure to speak with this speedy, intelligent, and thoughtful lady. I know that you will enjoy this conversation with her as much as I did. To learn more about Kate and her process, she posts about it regularly. You can follow her on Instagram at FastKate. To learn more about this podcast, you can follow the show on Instagram at ChasingBravery06. You're also going to get some pictures of my kid in there. Sorry. (laughs) So if that's not your thing, pre-warned. As always, please leave a rating and review for the show if you are enjoying it or have constructive feedback. I'm open to it. I hope that everybody out there is doing all right and is well and getting through this time. I do think that we are all alone together, as cheesy as that sounds sometimes, and I hope that you are figuring out how you can continue to chase dreams in your life bravely. Be well. So hi, Kate. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great because social distancing is happening. And so this is the first adult conversation I've had today, aside from <laughs> with my husband, who I really think wants to talk to me. <laughs> getting tired of hearing me talk.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh, I know. I feel like over <laughs> here, we're like developing our own language or something. It's so funny.
0: Yes. Yep. So for everybody who's listening, I am speaking with Kate Grace. And I am going to let you introduce yourself, who you are, what it is that you do, and anything that you think is relevant for our listeners.
1: Um, I'm Kate, and I am a professional runner for Nike. I run with the Bowerman Track Club based out of Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm an Olympian, went to the Olympics in 2016, um, have been a running at the national international level in middle distances for the past what, seven years now, um, and I'm also aspiring to for like a for the next Olympic Games, which have recently been pushed out to 2021. Um, other than that, I'm in terms of just for your podcast listeners. Um, I'm all about the process of, tr- of betterment and trying to share my process. I post relatively frequently on my Instagram channel, just like both the successes and also, um, I don't know, failures or just the journey of what it means to have the ups and downs along the way.
0: Yeah. I have to say, um, I, I'm a, a therapist by day and I in, in, um, following you on instagram and being a very big fan of yours since before you were an olympian i just have to say um (laughs) i actually my husband and i one of the first conversations we had was who's your favorite runner and i said oh i love kate grace i think she's gonna make the olympic team (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i'm not even kidding like he will tell you the exact same story um but, but, I really do think that your um, the way that you share your journey is so in line with the growth mindset, and um, I think it's great for all of your followers, both like my age but younger too. I, I think that it's a great way to um, just talk about the process like you said.
1: Oh, thank you so much. yeah,
0: so all right, so. The big thing that we should probably talk about is COVID-19 <laughs> um, because it's happening and it's a pandemic and it is obviously affecting everybody. So how how are you doing? Um, everybody responds to stressful situations differently, although this is completely unprecedented. So I don't think anybody could really know how they would respond, but how are you doing generally?
1: Yeah, um, no, thank you. I know. It's been crazy. Uh, it's funny. We were kind of joking in a way. I, um, like elite athletic training kind of is very similar to social distancing practices. So like we go up to altitude camps twice a year for like six weeks. And so actually January, before this all started, I was in Woodland park and I probably didn't, I didn't go out to eat dinner or like I was in my house most days um, running with my teammates. So in general, like the idea of staying home a lot is um, that hasn't been as much of an issue. That said, I think um, what, was starting to get to me a little bit more was just the this the uncertainty I'm so used to having these goals and being very methodical um working toward them I think we all feel that right like so used to just like having things on the calendar to look forward to and the idea that suddenly your calendar is wiped clean and you don't know when it will go back um I definitely took me a little bit to reorient to that um that said it's interesting I've been listening to podcasts or just like kind of thinking about different ways that um even like sports psych principles can work in those situations like when Mm -hmm. things start to get um when things start to feel really out of your control there's some value in just being very in the moment right and so I feel like for about a, a few days there I was um not spiraling but just I don't know just feeling like just wishing that it was it was somehow different and Mm -hmm. I think that um when I've started to feel better is now being like okay it's not different and like how can I just enjoy each day um or not enjoy but I don't know like um at least yeah yeah, I don't know find some kind of joy or fulfillment in in each day sure
0: yeah and maybe not feel if I'm hearing you, hearing you, right. And I feel like I felt this too. Um, not feeling so stuck in, mm-hmm. in the, um, cause I'm, I'm the same way. I kind of panic if I don't have a plan.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and just not feeling so, um, bogged down by that because I think that's been the biggest thing for me is trying to I don't know, like my mind wants to figure it out and, and make sense of it all and come up with a plan for how to overcome it. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: it's just not possible, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And so that's even, it's funny. I was just looking online. I think, I mean, I don't, we'll see, but I was thinking of maybe getting um, a keyboard like uh, to mm-hmm. learn piano. Like I'm I'm trying to find something, some kind of like thing I can learn this month or um I actually was doing this radio class, but the class is now because it's I, I can't go to it. But so something tangible that I can like dive into and have, um, like some kind of product that is not dependent on the outside timing. Um, and when I when I focus more on that and I limit how much news I'm taking in, I mean obviously you have to still know what's going on, but mm-hmm. um, I, that's when I just feel. Uh, yeah, less frazzled, if that makes sense.
0: Totally. So what has been your learned strategy for taking in news? Because I've been having this conversation with a lot of people. What do you, first of all, where, you know, you don't have to tell us where you get your sources, but you know, like I'm a big NPR fan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you know, like how much do you take in and what have you learned is the best sort of balance for you to be informed, but also not feel super frustrated and confused and consumed.
1: Right. Um, I mean, it's funny. So my boyfriend and I I completely disagree on this. Um, he, but (laughs) I, so I totally understand people and people have different tolerances. Right. But for Mm -hmm. me, um, I just don't, I feel like because I'm not in a position where I'm making the decisions, as long as I'm following the recommendations, it's not, I don't feel that I can improve society by learning more or like hearing more than let's say up first, like the NPR up first uh, each yes. day, like mm-hmm. about 20 20- more than that, I don't really need to know, and I also realize that I'm in a situation where I would get a billion texts if something really big happened. Like everyone would say something, right? So for me, I have like, yeah, maybe one podcast, but in general, I'm not looking at Twitter. I'm not looking at um, I'm not looking at any kind of online news sites. That said, it's kind of hard because everyone um, is texting around articles so basically it's like articles that I get texted or um, maybe one podcast but other than that and to be honest really I'm not even listening to one po- to one news podcast today just because I feel like just literally just being texted or talking to people I'm getting enough information um, yeah. I mean yeah so but again that's all saying that's that being said like that with the situation being I am following the orders we're at a shelter in place currently um, and I think, what is it? My friend said it best. Like, the way that I can help, I figure the way that I can help my community is by um, doing whatever my work is in the least frazzled way possible. Right? If I mm-hmm. was like, if I was like a public health expert, then definitely I would need to know everything. But since I'm not, the way I can help is actually by, if it if that means a little bit, just like being conscious of how much news. Um, that that way I can be a better person and a more compassionate person or whatever. Um and I feel like in that way I actually have a better impact. Um I don't know, but it's also always changing.
0: I love that. Um, I I I really love that. I think that, that so like that's sort of where I'm at too. And and I like what you said that everybody has a different tolerance, right? Because like, I am particularly sensitive to the news in general. Um, but I learned, you know, like a week ago that I had to stop watching. Yeah, the briefings from President Trump, like I had to stop because it was making me into a very angry, frustrated person. <laughs> and that was something I had to cut out. So that was what I did. But just in terms of the more calm that we have right now, it um, it, I, I think that you're absolutely right it's sort of like solid object theory like the more people we have that are calm and solid and not running around like chickens with their heads cut off the like that collective energy will definitely sort of trickle out into the community at, at large
1: yeah, because also I just start to feel the stress in my body. I feel like it's going to be a negative. I have a negative stress response also when I have too <laughs> much, um, and so I just think for my own well being. Like it was almost, I mean, yeah, especially in the beginning, like he- hearing horror stories or whatever. I was like, first of all, I would get really hypochondriac and I'm like, oh my god, am I sick? But I- I'm not sick. Or <laughs> I would like have a panicky thing. Um, so I don't know. I- it's interesting. I actually last year I got into. W- I signed up for like my neighborhood emergency team, which basically is just like um, you kind of learn basic strategies for emergency response. And, um, and it, it is one of the things it's like, you have to in any kind of emergency, you need to take in information where necessary and make a decision, but you also need to like learn um, kind of yeah, what information is necessary. And then also um, be able to somehow filter that, and make an informed decision not like th- there it's not like you can always be taking in information and also acting right and mm-hmm. so I feel like at this point like I've taken in the information that I need to know at this moment and so I'm just going to act according to what has been told to me and then I have enough news that I know if 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 I need to change my actions I will know that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's great advice or just I I think that sounds very reasonable mm-hmm. um so yeah Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about your profession. You are a professional runner and the Olympics were postponed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I personally was just waiting for it to happen, but I'm not a professional runner. And so, you know, first of all, I don't know if, if you thought that it was inevitable also, but I, if you did, I can only imagine what it might have felt like to just be waiting for the announcement can you talk a little
1: bit about that? It's actually interesting I actually had a different which looking back this might be why I had such a strong reaction I was really upset like I started oh. I literally heard read the news immediately burst into tears cried I'm like sorry. all the whole day thank you but I mean <laughs> uh, but also it was it was interesting looking back at it I do think people had dressed pretty different reactions and I think one of the issues, you realize as a prof- professional athlete, like you're so honed in. And my coach was really big on just like, okay, hey, we're, we're going to get through this. We're putting our heads down. We're going to figure out how how to train and we're going to be ready. Like like this, we're going to be ready when it happens. Um, so in my mind, like I basically had convinced myself that it wasn't going to happen. Like I was like all in. Okay, we're going to figure out how this works and we go down and for two months, do whatever we need. We're going to come out the other side stronger, but whatever. And I think in a way, like that's a good coping strategy, but it also let, set me up for just being devastated because i just was kind of in denial until like the moment it happened um and yeah so that definitely was um just an interesting switch and now looking back i'm like of course that's like of course that was the that that, that's what was going to happen but you realize you just realize how strong you can you can kind of convince yourself of anything you know
0: Well, and I mean, it speaks to what a good student of the process you are, you know, like you just had full faith that you had to trust, you know, you had to you had to be 100% committed to the process. Mm -hmm. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as a professional athlete, I absolutely can appreciate how that would mean that you can't be thinking about what might happen, you have to just be like, well, I don't know anything yet. Yeah, so I have to operate, you know, like nothing has changed. And I mean, I can totally see how that would happen, um, in, in your position.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. I think, um, I, th- I think you're right in kind of that analysis, but I, and I also think now, um, I mean, as I, I guess there were a few days of uncertainty, like once it started coming out that a lot of athletes were pushing for it, um, I think, yes, the uncertainty sucked, and we um, so i'm i'm glad now that there's that that 's gone um, and we just we know um, and i also i think the other thing that we were missing as runners is that a lot of other athletes were way more effective than we were, so I can still go out for a run right now, but a swimmer can 't get into a pool, and so I think there was also a sense that like if I had been an athlete who literally could not train and like could not do my sport, I probably would have been like, you, you want that. Right. I mean, it's like, so right. that I completely understand that now seeing, um, how affected other athletes were.
0: Do you feel like your teammates were similarly taken aback by the news?
1: Um, I mean, to be honest, cause we haven't had like much time together. I haven't really been able to, um, like really get, their thoughts you know like it's not like we're going on runs every day um I think yeah like I think there was a variety of um of responses but I think yes yeah, so a lot of us were more taken aback um and just like I mean, there's a disappointment, even if you know it's right. I mean, there were so many people who had huge dreams for this year, right? Like legit metal mm-hmm. metal contenders, um, and are just wanting to make their team, make the team for the first time. And so that's it's hard, even when you know it's a, the right decision. It's a hard thing to swallow when you know um, when you know you're so ready. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know what that would feel like because it's not. Like I don't run professionally, but it running is one of those things where nothing is guaranteed ever, but (laughs) particularly when you talk about postponing something an entire year, I mean, professional athletes are, you know, for the most part, young people in their prime. And you have to really have a very, specific process and you have to, um, you know, things have to line up the right way. But then there's also all the life that's happening alongside that. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, this is a big thing for professional athletes, because I can imagine that there are individuals who, I don't know, I'm just throwing things out there. Like, maybe we're thinking of starting a family next year, or maybe we're, you know, um, and I don't know. So I guess, from your perspective, what has that been like for your life that you're living alongside your profession?
1: Yeah, no, completely. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I see, I actually just read an article about Simone Biles, the gymnast, and her reaction. And it was kind of similar, I, I felt similar. So she basically said that she said that she was in the gym and she started crying immediately. And then she's now like kind of processed it and come to the other side. Um, And I think for gymnasts, there's similarly like a very tight timeline um, on their career, right? More so even than runners. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting for me, I think, yes, there was like the initial grief of being ready and... um, and then having it be like, oh, shit. I, sorry. Um, be like, oh, shoot. You're fine. We're <laughs> all you want. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> like, uh, I was ready. And you're right. Like, you can never take for granted that you're not injured. So the fact that I got here not injured, I was like, oh, my gosh, there was so much that I put into this. Now I have to do it again another year. But then the other part is, like, the grief of, like, wait, w- next year, like, I, th- this, I wasn't in my mind, it wasn't a guarantee that I was going to be doing this. Like I thought I was going to start moving, like start moving on or not. I don't know. Just like having different priorities in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't speak to exactly what those were, but definitely like a switch in priorities. And now there's also the grief of like, oh no, am I actually like letting go of that? And then weirdly it's like, you're also grieving what that you want. I wanted to to have different priorities in my life and to start changing um, where I was putting my energy. And um, it's like, okay, well that also is, is that I'm also in a weird way grieving the loss of that. If, um, cause I'm going to, if like, we're still looking toward going to the Olympics next year, you know, um, that would, it would just push it out, push it all back.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's such a big mind switch. And I saw that you had posted recently about how, um, it was a picture of you back in January, I think. Um, and you know you were you were talking about how you how this might in your mind that you were sort of considering that this you know if you did make the team that it might be you know your your last olympics um and so yeah i mean that completely makes sense that 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 would be a huge hurdle in your mind
1: yeah no exactly um i um i this, I was always that kind of like a late bloomer as a runner, I guess a late bloomer in terms of my, um, or a, in terms of my like professional running career, which, um, was fun and cool. And I think it, in a way I feel proud of the fact that I persevered through early setbacks, but it also means that my general running career is, um, like coming toward the end, I'm coming toward the end of it. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's definitely interesting. Just, uh, this has added a different element to, and a new challenge, which is exciting. And as I get to the other side of like coming through that uh, initial shock, I can see it as an exciting challenge um, mm. of what it would mean to, but it took me a little, a few days to kind of reorient.
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you've had, you know, arguably two very epic sort of buildups to to the Olympics. I mean, like, I, you know, I remember back in 2016, how exciting in my eyes, like I said, because I, I, I was, um, I did find you to be very interesting as an athlete. Um, and I found your journey and process to be so exciting. And then Mm. it was just, I think such a, um, like I said, sort of epic Mm. year for you. (laughs) um and I think that this is a is a like almost contrasting yeah experience in a way but also similarly like just I guess maybe unexpected but but or not unexpected that's not the right word but just very different but equally charged
1: <laughs> yeah no it's interesting that 2016 was such a magical like literally just it I felt like magic, the, how things yeah. just continue to come together. And it was such a great, incredible experience. And I think being an athlete, after having a few years of injury, being able to pull it together at the right time, I was so proud of that. And then there also was, like, elements of things that just were totally out of my control. Like, the way that the Olympic trials happened, um, It like, there was a fall in the race. It was a, There was a ton. I mean, the way that worked was um, – just wild and there's like in itself tragic because there was a lot of people like there were some of the favorites who were taken out in like in the fall Uh, and the whole thing was just generally um I don't know just strange and hard to get through but then also weirdly it felt like it just felt like there were so many different things that um I I mean in a way I, I just I still have never been able to totally understand like, why that whole experience happened, and it just seemed – because I, I ended up winning that race mm-hmm. and then, like, catapulting on to, like, have an incredible summer and PR there and then PR at the Olympics, and it seemed like, in a weird way, luck was involved in the beginning that I couldn't understand. I never felt, like, fully um, – not okay with it, but it just – I don't know. It felt – uh, it was just an unsettling thing to be like, okay, there was, it's unsettling to understand that like, okay, there's some element of luck in the way that this played out. Not that I wasn't ready to make the team, but like the way it happened was definitely not like, it's just not how you imagine it, right? Um, yeah,
0: it wasn't cut and dry.
1: Yeah. Um, but the, so then it was like this whole thing where I need to prove myself, I need to prove that I belong here. Um And um, the rest, I was so proud of the way that I performed at the Olympics and, like, being first top American in in the finals. Um, And I also was really looking forward to this year because it's, like, in a similar way. Like, I've kind of tried to improve myself, and I've been with Bowerman now, and I wanted to see kind of, like, how that was all going to come together and could I make another, like, special moment like that, um, like, last time. And also, in a way, like not kind of like see what it's like the next time around when it's um going you have to go through this challenge of being of of having a little bit of a target on your back or being mm-hmm. a, or, or just i don't know having already been there um and um and like luck's not gonna always go your way right and mm-hmm. so it was like exciting for that but yeah it's interesting now i'm like oh my gosh literally (laughs) (laughs) definitely there are definitely this is uh it's not an easy ride this time but i'm trying to look at it as like okay that's what i asked for right we never asked for it to be easy we come and we're looking for these challenges and it's like how are you going to respond to that challenge so sure
0: but you know so so my question is based on what you said um and I could be totally off base, but, and, and my wording might not be totally accurate here. Um, but like it, I always, I guess, as a spectator saw, um, I, I always thought that you were going to make the team, you know? So like, I felt like I knew that that was going to happen because I was following mm-hmm. your season. And <laughs> you know, I just felt like, you you were going to make the team. And I felt like you just had such great energy and, and um, it, it just felt to me inevitable. And, but then I also felt like sort of, I remember feeling bad for you <laughs> because I felt like the way that everything played out, it took away, and this is no one's fault, but it, the way things played out, it kind of took away from, your win. Um, and maybe dampened it a little bit. And yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe feeling like not that there's something to prove going into this Olympic cycle, but that just an opportunity to have a a different experience.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I completely understand that. And I think I mean, I feel, the, I feel the same, to be honest. Like, I went into that. I mean, I was so incredibly – things were just firing in all cylinders. And I went into that thinking, like, I, there's no way I'm not making this team. But as I also – I have no idea what would have happened if there hadn't been a fall. And I don't know if I would have won, like, to be honest. I mean, you can never know, right? Um, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of – yeah. So – um, and I, it's interesting the way it did work out. Like, I didn't even think about it at the time, but – So I I had never felt comfortable calling myself the trials champion, Uh, even though I feel like 100% good with the idea that I was an Olympian and I completely rose to that challenge. And I felt like I had put myself in the place to be on that team. Um, But the idea of going back to the trials and having another go at it, I've been really excited, literally for the last four years, been really excited about what that would mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's also interesting because it's definitely, I mean, I'm four years older. Like there's a lot of other challenges. It's not like at all it would be a guarantee um so it's um an interesting thing to be excited about but it's been something that i've been able to like dive into and it's really motivated me um mm. yeah which it still does but uh, yeah. yeah
0: yeah so i mean let's talk about that what you know I, given it's only been like you said a few days so I'm not I don't think anybody would expect you to be like this is exactly what my plan (laughs) is (laughs) but you know what are your thoughts about about going into um you know sort of a I guess like an unknown we don't know when it's going to be rescheduled for well it actually Um, they actually
1: just announced um they are rescheduling the they they announced the dates for the Olympics they haven't announced dates for the trials yet but they've announced the Olympic dates Uh, yeah as of like Two okay. Well,
0: I've had my head under a rock. No, no worries.
1: We all, I mean, same if I.
0: <laughs> okay. So wait, when was it, when are the Olympics? It, I think it's
1: starting July 23rd, I believe next year. Um, oh,
0: okay. So it, it is going to be almost a whole year yeah. away. Okay. Um, and no, we don't have a trials date. Today, not, so.
1: not to my knowledge. Mm.
0: So, all right. So with that being said, what are your, I guess, preliminary <laughs> feelings about that and thoughts about that for training and that kind of thing
1: yeah um, I it's interesting given the fact that we literally don't know what's happening this year I think I'm in my mind now I'm just treating it as two separate years like if we're thinking about where at this point in the last cycle a year out from the Olympics in March or I guess now April um, I was like, just off crutches I was very I mean it was definitely it was a full different year right so I'm thinking of this mm-hmm. now like okay um I'm in a better place than I was last time let's treat this like a mini season gonna continue training m- maybe race if we can't race do a few like time trials hard efforts just treat this as a season right and then break again in the fall and then treat next year as a separate buildup. um i just that, that's the only thing that makes sense to do um i in my mind because that's normally how we work right with seasons um mm-hmm. and then i think i'm trying to look at the opportunities there's a different things that i've added to my uh training this year um different types of strength work mental training breath work that i was to be honest, I thought those were like my secret weapons going into this year, but now I'm like, well, it's not the worst thing in the world to have an extra year to get stronger, um, physically and mentally. So I'm trying to yeah. focus on those things.
0: Okay. So that kind of leads me to my next que- my, what my next question was going to be, which is, um, do you have any thoughts on how you will honor the, you know, what could have been right? Because mm-hmm. putting in all that work and, and based on your Instagram posts and and that kind of thing, it seems like you were really ready to go. Um, How how do you plan to honor that? Because it still means
1: something. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. I've never, I haven't thought about that, but that's a good way of putting it. (laughs) You're right, because I think that's the thing that's hard is like you want to move forward, Mm -hmm. but there's also something to be said about, uh, I mean, I guess, my first thought is um, trying if, not to get a fast race in, then a fast time trial, some way to like show fitness, show that just where we are now. I think that will help even just for me knowing, okay, I'm, I am was ready to PR or I was ready to have this great effort, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be in front of thousands of people. It can be in front of my coach. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think something like that is just – the main way, because um, then you can, because th- then it makes it real, right? Uh, it, yeah. I can say as much as I want that I was ready, but you have to actually like do it. Um,
0: totally. I'm a big believer, just therapeutically, in, in um, getting the energy out, right? So, like, mm. you put in all that work, and until you do something that feels like a release or, like, a finale of that work,
1: it mm-hmm.
0: kind of feels unresolved.
1: Yeah yeah completely. So I
0: just have been thinking about that for everybody. I love <laughs> who's that in this position um just you know in my mind works like a therapist so <laughs>
1: yeah. no totally it's interesting it's funny even with this i do in a nice way i mean oh, it's nice but i do feel connected to a lot of different people cuz i think even with different runners whether it be marathons that have been canceled or pushed back or co- collegiate athletes a lot of athletes are going through the similar feeling of like having this build up and then weirdly no release um, yeah yeah so it's well, interesting well i mean
0: i ran in college and i mean i did not run you know at the- at near anywhere near the level that you are running at but i just thinking about it myself was like i would be so pissed mm-hmm. <laughs> if this happened you know like i just would feel even if 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 nationals was canceled i would be like Ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah um, it's interesting i think at the time cuz i was so focused everything was so crazy i didn't really like grasp that it's like the hard the hardship itself where or- that the college athletes went through when their season was canceled. I think I kind of just like, I was two heads down again in that phase of just trying to figure out what was happening with the world. But yeah, I mean, all the college athletes choose their final season. Um, and now it's like, maybe some of them will get a fifth year, but that's the same thing. It's like, what if they had jobs? They had other things they were looking forward to. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And what if it was, you know, the year that was going to sort of, solidify whether or not they were going to go professional or whatever. Yeah. Um, There's all those questions. Right. And, you know, my husband's a high school coach and he um, is, I know, thinking quite a bit about, you know, his, his senior athletes and, Mm -hmm. you know, what this is going to look like for them, because we still don't know for sure. Like there's sort of a, are we going to go back to school? And you know, (laughs) I'm certain that we're not, but we don't know yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of of different different ways that this is impacting people, but that we can sort of all relate to, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I do think that that's really important because I think that I think it's hard to know how to balance the legitimate feeling of being really disappointed and frustrated with not wanting to come across like you don't understand how necessary this all is you know Mm -hmm. like how do you come across as like being like balanced in your response when you know it's it's on social media or whatever and and i think that that's been a challenge for some people like oh like i i've seen people sort of be like oh you know not that I don't think this is totally necessary because I totally do and I totally <laughs> you know I totally think social distancing is a thing but I'm also a little bit upset <laughs> and I just yeah no yeah <laughs> totally
1: you know it's interesting I mean I I feel like I said that and I also felt a and little bit guilty <laughs> about posting yeah and I feel <laughs> someone talking about even people whose weddings are canceled like there are things that you can I think I'm because I just choose to believe this because this is what I was doing, but that it's okay to grieve your losses while also acknowledging that there's a greater need for all of this, um, for all the cancellations. Um, yeah. Even like people saying that they felt bad, sad, being sad that their wedding was canceled. I'm like, that's the most important. I don't know. I mean, that's a day that you've been looking huge. forward to. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it is. I do think it's interesting. That's the one thing is because we're so connected and We we I mean, it's hard to understand or feel that you can at the same time um, grieve like the real losses of people who are on the front lines or um, doing that work while also understanding that your life has changed. And there has to, as you say, there you have to honor that.
0: Yeah, you have to. I mean, and that, I guess, I, I understand that and know that um, professionally, because but, but it's it is it's so true, I, I think it is very important that people of all walks of life and all different professions in all stages of their life and what's happening with them understand that like it is critical that you kick rocks and you mm-hmm. feel the feelings and mm-hmm. you you know honor the the losses and honor the work that you put in that might not be you know going to result in anything that feels super tangible. All of that is just so important to I guess what I keep thinking about um which is, you know, what is this going to look like on the other side because I I worry that there's going to be a lot of people with unresolved personal conflict. <laughs>
1: So. Yeah. No, I mean, totally. It's funny. I mean, I know I was joking, but I'm like, you know what? I totally the crying for 12 hours. It's a great release. Like I recommend everyone <laughs> do it <laughs> or whatever, like on and off. Like, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> cried that much. Again, my boyfriend's like, I've haven't, I've have never seen you cry that much. And I think it's a good thing. It shows that I, I mean, I'm like, you know what? It shows that I was so, I was, I don't always show, I think sometimes how, um, I think a lot of us probably like, you don't, it's hard to show how dedicated you are or how um singularly focused you are right because you don't want to it's just scary to kind of open that up but when i was mm-hmm. in a way being able to show all that emotion when, it, when i couldn't get it i was like okay that's actually a good reminder like i actually really wanted this like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of cool to see um like how incredibly disappointed i was um if I ever have any doubt that I really wanted this, like that's kind of gone. Um, so yeah.
0: I, that's a great, you know, that's a great bright side and yes, great advice. Crying is good for you. <laughs> I tell my, my clients that all the time. I'm like, listen, sometimes I watch sad movies just because I am cry Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So A big question that listeners had was professional athletes, like, you're not really even fully able to, I mean, I think you had um, alluded to the fact that you are still able to train, but I mean, that might change as well, but you definitely are not able to race. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what, what does that look like from a professional standpoint?
1: It's definitely, yeah, I mean, and I guess even if I alluded, I'm still able to run, but it's definitely different. Um, Usually I meet with my teammates, training partners every day. Um, We have access to a gym. There's, I see um, two to three different um, physical therapists or different physios throughout the week. So almost all of that is gone. Um, Not meeting my team. I'm not, um. I don't have gym access. I've I still am able to see one physical therapist because that's technically an essential essential service, but that's the only. But other than that, um, not seeing anyone else for body work. So there's a lot that is different, and there's no kind of cross training if you go to the pool or anything. So basically, right now I'm just like running alone from my house, or I drive to the trail, run alone, um, and then for a workout I on Tuesday. Like met one training partner and we maintained six feet, but we kind of were just like there for accountability. We both knew we were going to be at the track together, so it's like okay, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just kind of helps when you know someone else is showing up, even if you're not right next to them doing the workout, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that it definitely I think it has changed in that way, and I also still am grateful that I'm able to be out get outside and run because I know in certain cities. I don't know. Is it Chicago? Like that they've started closing down places or places where people can run? Um, Yeah,
0: they did close the waterfront. um, Because I mean, it Yeah, people are not, you know, maintaining that that six feet of distance. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is moving. You know, I think it's very likely that we're going to see actual limitations on on those kinds of things. My Grandmother and my great aunt are stuck in Portugal, which, wow. yeah, which yeah, mm. yeah. it, it, they're very strong-willed women okay. um, and made the decision to not, okay. you know, my, my, they had plenty of family members who were very well informed yeah. about what infectious disease spread looks like and, mm. you know. So they're stuck there, right? And also their sisters, and it's hilarious because they like I was chatting with my grandma and she on Facetime, and she was like, "Your aunt knows that we're supposed to be maintaining six feet of distance. We're supposed to be social distancing. She doesn't seem to understand what that means." And like turned and looked at her, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh gosh." Well, anyways, the the my point of saying that is that um, they are only allowed to have forty minutes of outside time a day. Um, And they had to sign something and like, yeah. So I mean, different country. But like, I I do think that that will potentially happen in certain areas.
1: Um, Yeah,
0: which, you know, I mean, some of these really hot spots, that's probably pretty necessary. But Scary
1: thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. I think it goes back and forth where you're thinking, okay, probably the more we do this, the quicker we're going to get through with us all, the fewer um, people hospitalized we see. But yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I'm so thankful for right now is being able to get outside, just just even for mental health, let alone yeah. physical health. Um, wow. Yeah, that my favorite word is, quak like q u a l k quarantine walk. I feel like everyone's going on everyone's going on lately. But I mean, I also see how that can be an issue because it's like it's everyone's outside. You need to make sure that you're actually maintaining social distance. Right. Well, and there's you know it's so I, I feel like it just you know
0: like in my neighborhood it's been so congested. I go for runs and like. I literally run down the middle of the road sometimes yeah. because I'm like, okay, well, there's like a family on the sidewalk and then a family on the other sidewalk. So I'm going to run down the center and like hold my breath, which probably you don't need to do.
1: Um, but, like... <laughs> no, it's so funny. My Patrick and my boyfriend is doing the same thing. He's like dying <laughs> and he's like sputtering, coughing. I'm like, wait, but yeah. then everyone's scared because you're coughing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's just, oh man. Um, so, okay. So, I mean, I'm very glad to hear that you get to still run um are you sort of looking at it more therapeutically right now
1: yes um i did see a post i think coach bennett who's like the nike run coach did something about how this like fun poem thing about how your runs at this point need to be therapeutic and they there's so much stress that we need to be thinking of exercise as rejuvenating and i just loved that idea mm-hmm. um so in general, my, I think my normal runs are probably a bit slower right now. I'm, I am doing some trail running where possible, um, or just like kind of big open roads just to get out into nature a little bit. Um, but I am still working out. That's, but again, that's my coach. That's not like completely my decision. Um, mm-hmm. he is still having us work out. So twice a week I'm doing that, but as of now it's It's been nice because I actually feel like the endorphins have been also good to have a hard session twice a week. Um, I also, because I'm a professional athlete, I'm not like, and I don't have kids at home. I'm not, it's, I don't have the stress of being quarantined with kids. Whereas I think for other people, if you have (laughs) that, like, yeah, (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I think for everyone, it's like, depends on what, what you need. But for me, having two outlets a week of a hard workout has actually been pretty nice.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, my husband and I both just, you know, I mean, my baby is almost 11 months old. um, And, you know, he is a holy terror. Um, (laughs) And like, literally, we, I joked yesterday that we should have named him Mayhem, like after the all (laughs) because he was literally just crawling around, like seeing what he could destroy, Um, like unrolled a whole thing oh my gosh my paper, oh no the of where the wild things are which is also uh. ironic um like knocked over all my client files just I mean mm. and so we were joking because we both had like really fast runs yesterday and we were like you know what let's use this time to have a competition to see who can get the fittest like that's <laughs> <your> baby <laughs> I love it so I mean yeah we're like we're gonna that's that's gonna be what we do to stay sane because this is this is craziness
1: (laughs) no that's what I'm saying even with the idea for me I was like thinking of doing um like taking a piano I think having some kind of like goal for this for this time even Mm -hmm. if it's like completely just self-created is so nice because everything else is just seems like there's there's nothing so it's so nice to have that
0: yeah and it's also weirdly nice to have to create something Mm -hmm. in a weird way like we have to create our own motivation right now um, Yeah, and ways to get through the day and feel like a human. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess we, we have we covered all the questions that I talked to you about?
1: Um, I think so there, uh, shoot. Um, I, have them.
0: I just want to make sure. Um let's see.
1: Yeah. We were, I, think, I think we have. Um yeah, I mean I'm happy to if there's other everyone just There was just a thing about um, professional athletes when you can't race. Yeah, um,
0: what does that look like? if you can illuminate or, you know, expand on that, I don't know if you even know for sure yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, we don't quite know for sure because there's, but it definitely, I mean, there's definitely income that comes from races. So that's one thing that your income is affected. Um, It's I think up. Yeah. And then it's going to be a question mark, like for many people, just with sponsors, if, um if you're not racing what that means for sponsorships for various sponsorships um i think that just is yet to be seen um but even with just like people do make significant money from prize money and appearance fees um for from a whole season of racing so that at this point is looking like it's probably not going to happen yeah
0: yeah and that's A really interesting like area of i don't know i mean there's so many businesses and types of things that are being impacted in different ways but i mean this is sort of an interesting area because like it's going to be the different brands that are being impacted and then also the like individual athletes themselves um and i wonder i mean are you might not even know about this, but have you heard anything about if there's any sort of like act of God clause
1: in different contracts? I don't know. Um, it's funny. I was just, yeah, I was just asking that, but I actually, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But um, I know this definitely is an unprecedented situation. Uh, so I think I think also probably different contracts are different. Right. So it's not like there's nothing is standardized really. Um, but yeah, I mean, or I think the biggest thing is even just, uh, the Olympic year is a big for Olympic sports, which the main ones are swimming track and, um, gymnastics, let alone like your normal sponsorship Olympic, the Olympic year is the main place where you can make other money. So that's where, um, the Olympic sponsors come in and there are other smaller brands might give you a little bit of money to do um, promotional stuff. And especially now they just changed um, rule 40. So they're allowing people to have, which is the blackout rule before mm-hmm. that basically made it so small sponsors couldn't mention you at all. So you, but now they can. So it actually is better for the athletes. You have a little bit smaller sponsors for kind of getting in more into the game um, And so having the Olympics postponed means that um, this year, at least, those opportunities are probably going away. Um, I mean, hopefully they're all there next year. But as we talked about, like, athletes also plan their years and their lives around this year. So just because they're there next year doesn't necessarily mean that that everyone will be able to to take advantage of them.
0: Totally. And it's still a year that's sort of – was planned for that's not happening right right the way that anyone thought it would i wonder if there's anything that can happen like virtually you know like if there could be some sort of like i don't know something you know like what they're doing with concerts and other forms of entertainment i wonder if there's avenues for that for athletes
1: yeah, it's funny. We were just joking because I guess, like, some of the basketball players uh, are there's like some basketball video game where yeah. they all and they're and the basketball players are playing as themselves. And we were just joking how the NBA should just like do their season virtually and just yes! become esports. E- e- <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it will be. I do think that we're getting some some ways we're gonna people are gonna change their habits, like for good or, or I don't know, just um, significantly. And so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we shift coming out of this, what goes back to quote unquote normal or what is the new normal? I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it'll yeah, be. Yeah,
0: no, it, it will be really interesting. I agree. And I think I do hope that there will be changes for the good mm-hmm. um, for definitely. Well, well, so again, thank you so much for being willing to um, chat with me. I, um, like I said, have been a big fan of yours for a long time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, these are sort of unusual circumstances, but um, I definitely think that it it should not um, go without being said what an incredible athlete you are. And I am. Very disappointed for you that you don't get to um, show that off this year like you were planning.
1: Well, thank you. And, yeah, um, it's always so fun. I do think um, it is fun to talk to people who I've somehow known or um, have followed since for for a while because I do think it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting with athletes when you're able to see kind of their development. And it's um... so, yeah, thank you for. Um, I don't know for being there early I guess and yeah (laughs) I hope that I, I I do think that there's exciting new challenges and opportunities to come of it but obviously it also brings all of the like other fear and stuff but I'm just trying to see that as it's just an opportunity to I don't know grow into like figure out how to deal with that Um, so, and I think a lot of us are, of course, dealing with the fears that come with what it means to have stuff postponed and will I be able to be ready still? And will I, can I do this again? And Mm -hmm. I think the fact that we, that many people are dealing with that, it's like, okay, at least we can all find solace that, um, first of all, we can get through it. And if others are doing it, then like, I don't know, I I can do it also maybe. Well, and I mean, I think that
0: that you particularly are well equipped to roll with the punches and the hurdles and the, Mm. you know, so I hope, I hope you, I think you know that, but just as, again, as a bystander, (laughs) one of the reasons why I have enjoyed you as an athlete from
1: the beginning. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been so great talking to you. Can you
0: say hi (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody that was Cruz my 11 month old saying I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm sure that you did I hope that everyone has a great weekend and whatever you are chasing continue to chase it bravely